Hi there, I'm Nigel. Hi, and I'm Tricia. And welcome to one of our podcasts on heart-based living. Today we're going to talk about uh, normalising and the effects of that, and perhaps the alternative natural, maybe. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, when you say the word, oh, it's just normal to do that. And, you know, what does that actually mean when it's it's normal to do something. What, is, what does normal mean? Well, this, this is right. And Trisha and I had a conversation and we thought it might be good to share this with you and, and maybe even have you uh, consider for yourselves what, what that actually means. But it, what it seems to mean is everyone's doing it, mm-hmm. um, you know. Now, it's not necessarily a measure of whether it's good for you or the right thing to do or anything, but everyone else is doing it so it's okay so uh, one example we've got this week is politics so uh, we had a situation where uh, there was a a, a state premier who uh, was being investigated and um, she had been found to um, you know promise to get the treasurer to transfer funds to an electorate and um, when she was asked about it she said this is quite normal everybody does it Mm -hmm. Um, so this idea of funneling money, uh, our taxpayers' money, um, into areas that benefit a particular party. And of course, we've had sports rorts where a spreadsheet was allegedly produced and coloured in according to uh, you know, where the seats were and the seats at risk and so on. And it would appear from that that funding was allocated by, you know, approved for those seats that were most beneficial to the party, not to the country. So there's one type of normalising. Trisha, Mm -hmm. I think you've got a different one. Well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it happens with with so many things, um, you know, to do with life. I mean, we can we can say it in terms of what's what's the one that we've just been um, talking about. Okay, so on ABC, um, there's been on the ABC. Yes, there's there's a story about this idea of seeking perfection in our faces or ageless faces by. Um, using injectables yeah. and, and more and more more and more people are doing it and so what's happening is as as more people are doing it you know the the talk is oh well you know more people are doing it I'll give it a go um, it, it's it's quite normal because that's just what people are doing now, so, to be very clear uh, according to the to the program on the ABC um, you know there are people under a under 20 even doing it because mm. they're being promised the idea that, and it was stated in the program that I can keep you wrinkle free for the whole of your life. I can keep you ageless. Now, um, for a lot of people who feel very judged, they're on Zoom, they're on uh, mm, social media, that's what they were saying. Uh, they're on Instagram, whatever. That they that they're always, I suppose, comparing and looking and seeing themselves uh, more so now than ever. And so this idea of well, you know, you look at somebody and you say, oh, you look great, you know, why is that? And they go, oh, well, I, you know, I have Botox or whatever. Um, it becomes the must-have thing and mm. everybody's doing it. If you're at school, then maybe mums are doing it um, if, you're, if, you're, if you meet people in the street. But the interesting thing is, is that years ago, even if you did have Botox, you wouldn't necessarily, necessarily want to share that. You would just want to feel that you've... You know, you've looked, you look well, good. it's this illusion, isn't it? You know, like you're trying to look like you're aging or you're naturally beautiful, and that's the the um, the interesting thing. 
because we, you know, we want to feel like it's naturally us mm. when in fact we're actually doing And there's nothing wrong with self-care. I mean, self-care is important. I mean, I think it's a wonderful thing to take care of yourself so that you, um, you are naturally um, looking like you're, you're vibrant, you're cared for, your skin is, um, you know, glowing, your, you know, your hair's cared for, your nails. Um, what may be happening is that the confusion between um, what may be naturally um, uh, achieving those things to some other things which have become normalised. Well, if you have your nails done, that makes your nails look nice. And so more and more people are having their nails done. And it's just, it's more the common thing. You know, well, well, Tricia, for example, you, you decided uh, yeah. to stop colouring your hair. So to, how long was that taking? Uh, I think you gave me a number like, I don't know, every four to six weeks, it was about four hours in the salon. Yeah, um, I mean, look, and it's just not, it seems like it's just normal that that's what women do. Women colour their hair. Um, and it's part of, you know, that that concept of looking better, maybe younger for longer. And, you know, so so what happens is it seems like, like I said, the normal thing to do. But then, you know, sometimes you have to actually question, you know, like, why am I doing that? Um, and that's exactly what happened to me. And I, I started to realise that why I was doing it, it, for me, I just actually felt like I'd, I didn't want to spend the four hours in the salon getting well, my hair colour. Well, also, dye is poisonous, really. Going through cancer, I remember, you know, 15 years ago, I had decided that whatever I could do more naturally and limit the amount of sort of toxins or anything like that in my body, that's what I'd chosen to do. So I started to really question, you know, why am I doing these things? And and so, yeah, so, but it was so part of my normal that I didn't question it. I just kept doing it and doing it until one day I actually questioned it and said, do I actually want, why And, and everyone this? in your circle, I think you were saying, most people in your circle would, would be dyeing their hair and doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a, as a male, um, I mean, I, I've, got, I've got some friends who do colour their hair. For some reason in men, it seems to be very obvious. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but um, it, it looks much more obvious. And I, I mean, my hair's greying um, and it's greying you know, unevenly, but I just, I just felt that I didn't want to look like some of the men I've seen where the grey, the brown or the dark is a funny colour and it sort of looks so obvious, so I, I just decided I didn't want to have to keep that, uphold that, that yeah. whole process of dyeing and colouring and touching in, you know, my hair grows really quickly as well, so I, I would, I would be touching in every week probably well that is a choice isn't it i mean how do you want to spend your time do you want to i mean and and there's no judgment here on how you want to spend your time but i think the the issue here is is you know asking yourself how do i want to spend my time and is that something that i want to do Mm. and i think with this sometimes many of the things we do because they appear to be the normal thing to do or the thing to do um may not necessarily be the case and give yourself that opportunity to go Oh, well, hang on. why am I doing this? And is this what I really want? Yeah, um, well, I realised in my case, uh, too, that um, self-care, which you mentioned already, Tricia, mm-hmm. you know, to me, self-care is keeping myself well. And so, you know, I, I enjoy running. Now, I haven't always run, but I, I've gradually built up where I can run comfortably. I don't race, but I, I just enjoy being outside, the fresh air, the cardio, do a few Ks every day, 
and that sets me up. It, I feel really good. But coupled with that, I really looked into nutrition and realized that I could Im keep improving that as information comes available. So have a lot of very healthy, wholesome foods. So all of these things have led me to feel really well. Mm. And obviously I've worked on myself in terms of my emotional side, which we, we've touched on before. So mm. this package of um, approaches to the self, to the work on the self, and you know, practice the expression, the truthful expression, has made a big difference to me. So I, I sort of feel for me, you know, I don't want to do something which is like I had my I had to have my teeth done because I had I had fillings everywhere, amalgam fillings everywhere, and I, we know they're not very healthy. And um, I remember the dentist saying to me, "You can have veneers," and I that idea of the cover up. <laughs> I just I said no no no. Well, that's I'll, been part of your practice. It's hasn't been it? part of this cover up. Mm. So I decided mm. no. If I'm going, I needed my teeth straightened for cosmetic as well as um, you know other reasons like. The, there were issues with my teeth and my bite and so on. So I went through the what that pain is because mm. my children had done it too. So I think for me, um, we're now seeing what people are calling normal mm. uh, as things which are which would appear to be, you know, we, I think it's good. Maybe the question is, is not so much, um, you know, what are you doing, but the why of it. Well, when you, you, you gave that example up front, you know, like even in politics and, you know, it can be the normal thing to do. Everyone does it. Everyone does it that way. But just because everyone does it that way, is it the reason for you mm. to follow? And these are some of the tough things. You know, these, you know, when you talk about well-being, I mean, you're making choices with your own running, mm. nutrition. You know, sometimes they're not easy choices no. and because you have to work at it. You have to practice. You have to choose not to have things that you know, might on the surface feel easy and good, you know, yummy. Well, there's, there's a normal. Uh, go for a meal. Firstly, the plates are far more than I, most of us probably would want to eat. And secondly, there's always this idea of having loads of courses and finishing with dessert and having a huge dessert. And so for me, I'll often try and share a dish with someone else, and that's often frowned upon. And, and secondly, because it's not normal, and secondly... Mm. I often will, unless it's just fruit, I won't have a dessert. And again, other people, oh, go on, have a fruit. And then I don't drink much. So I often, the most I'll have is a glass of wine. Often I don't even have that. And this normal is, it, it looks like I'm working against the normal and people don't respond very well to it. But this is about us understanding what self-care is. And these other things may not necessarily fall under self-care. It's not always easy to do that because quite often there's opposition. And when you're in the normal group, um, you know, and you've mentioned this before, um, it ruffles your feathers a little bit when, you know, somebody's not doing it. And then why is that? And sometimes that can be your consciousness, your, con mm. your own, mm. you know, conscious or, you know, like you're, you're presenting something to me that maybe that could be relevant to me, but I don't want to know about it. And so sometimes when people are wanting to stand up and you look at what's happened with grace Taines. Mm. you know she's she's stood up she's had a voice um about how she feels about what has happened in her life it's an honest expression and that comes with a consequence because it is against the norm it is against you know so many people have kept quiet haven't shared their voice because they know that what might 
they might get back. Mm. You know, you might get the person trying to say, oh, Nigel, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, you're not having a drink. Or with Grace, oh, you know, pulling out all these things about her character that they can have a little, you know, go at. And so there's a real cost to that. And so, you know, so there is this, when you when you choose to, to mm. go against the norm, you have to really understand your why. And, and understand you know, recognise if it is because everyone else is doing it, um, have a really say that to yourself so that you can understand, okay, is that what I really want to do? Mm. Uh, I mean, it was an interesting dichotomy that here we have a growing industry of people uh, willingly allowing someone to inject Botox into their facial areas. And we had the, the, that dichotomy with people refusing to have mRNA injections to prevent them getting COVID. It's just an interesting dichotomy mm. because Botox is a known toxin. It's mm. not. It's not if or but. Yeah, and it's mm. interesting. Even on the program that we yeah. watched, they had talked about this contradiction, and a lot of these things are contradictions. And and I suppose that's why with the heart-based living, it's about becoming aware, and and really discovering what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And and really starting to make those discoveries for yourself and your own choices. And so and sometimes it can be quite horrifying because you realise, hang on a minute, I've tricked myself here. Yeah, or I'm, I'm, I'm doing back this. In it, yeah. I'm back in yeah, I'm back in something that I actually don't want to be. So So heart based living, Tricia, that you've referred to, you know, we it is this is about you growing and becoming your true authentic self. Yeah. True authentic self. Uh, where you bring care to yourself mm. and to others and to the world. So the care to yourself is the, it can be the good question. So when you when you can see that other people are, or you're feeling yourself being reeled in to do things uh, that everyone else is being normal normalized, uh, maybe you can say to yourself, does that fit in with self care, and make sure that for you that is really caring for you and you being the authentic and true you mm. in in all of this because mm. otherwise maybe. You've unwittingly just got yourself into a bit of a cycle mm. with everyone else. And we do talk about, I mean, there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, non-judgment, you know, being all of, you know, you and loving and accepting of the self. And I feel that part of this is this not not actually needing to follow because it's the normal thing to do, but rather choosing and doing what is right for, right you. for you. And let us all just look at each other and not to see the sameness, but to see our uniqueness. Diversity. And see that diversity. And I feel that this is mm. uh, an important um, uh, an important concept to consider if we are truly going to be moving towards this um, uh, community of being inclusive and, and respectful of each other. So sometimes that doesn't just come by me saying I'm going to. It comes by some of these other things, by really looking at how it is we treat ourselves and how we, you know, how we uh, approach these types of things, as we've said about, you know, just doing what's normal when it has, mm. it, it, it really doesn't feel good for us. Well, I mean, in, in, you know, in the two decades ago, everybody smoked because everybody was and we had loads of people dying of lung cancer. So, you know, the idea of just doing it because it's normalised doesn't mean it's right mm. or good for you. There can be more than one right, but it does. Mm. it's working this out and doing your research 
for you so that you understand what self-care is mm. and how to be that true authentic self that mm. you can be and bring yeah so this this working on you working on the self mm. is part of this journey and i feel in these times with so much external um, stimulation and you know Push. visuals and you know social media flashing at us every moment more the time that we come back just to ourselves and ask ourselves these important questions and get to know us and who we are because it's quite easy to get just gobbled up mm. into something and hardly know that you you're you're part of that and stay with the simple 